Yeah, it's the chaos. Boot to the face. Let's go. California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. We taking over the game, so fuck who hatin' on me. We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out. Your podcast, a one-hit wonder like Smash Mouth. Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it. Shout out to the one and only Santana Garrett. Top rope, dropping elbows from other leagues. Who to the face, hook the leg, it's one, two, three. Chris Rucker, Marty V making mics melt. The mill friendly podcast, don't make your wife melt. Beer drinking, this whiskey chugging, this podcast. We just sit back and laugh and tell them top that Competition is missing, you know they died off Every shirt they put to work is looking fly, boss You want the best in our yo, there's nowhere to go Another episode Let's go California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie We taking over the game, so fuck who hatin' on me We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out Your podcast, a one-hit wonder like Smash Mouth Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it Shout out to the one and only Santana Garrett Top rope, dropping elbows from other leagues Boot to the face, hook the leg, it's one, two, three Chris Rucker, Marty V making mics melt The mill friendly podcast, don't make your wife melt Beer drinking, this whiskey chugging, this podcast we just sit back and laugh and tell them top that Competition is missing, you know they died off Every shirt they put to work is looking fly, boss You want the best in our yo, there's nowhere to go Another episode right now, start the show Welcome to Boot to the Face Chris Rucker is here And I am joined by the creme de la creme Ashley Dem Boyce, did I say that right? Dem Boyce? <laughs> them boss i've heard yeah. it said like a million times and i say it a different way every time i say it so i figured i'd mess it up when i got on here um you, you don't know who boss, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who ashley is you can check her out on almost every wrestling show out there she's been on wwe aew most recently on impact um she's been you were champion of c IWC. IWC. Champion yeah. IWC 315 days. You got a big title tournament coming up. Just busy as I don't know what. <laughs> yes. Busy is a great description. <laughs> but um yes, uh that's the name of the game though. Yeah. Um before I, I skip my intro and everything already, we're powered by fullpresscoverage.com. Go there for all your Sporting wants and needs. I'm sure they will have all the big game topics and every other thing that you want to talk about sports wise. But who to the face is there also? I, what is happening? <laughs> There's too much going on. We got a woman flexing on here. We got people in the chat. I don't know if you can see the chat, but there's uh, there's I can't see the chat. There, so if we have questions, I will be happy to ask those from the people in the chat. The phone number's up there if you want to call in. Um, Admire says Rucker's nervous. I'm not nervous. Do I seem nervous? <laughs> D, uh, Scully, Admire's son, wants to know Chiefs or Eagles right off the bat. Is he asking me that question? Yeah, he wants to know who you're picking, Chiefs or Eagles. He says, he says whether or not he goes to your link tree depends on your answer. Eagles. We all just left the chat. No. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's a my mom's a Phillies Eagle girl, and I have zero opinions, so I have to go with, with mom. 
I was gonna ask, growing up in Florida, did you have any football teams besides the Knowles? Um, I was very interested in my local high school football team because I liked to look at their butts in the tight pants. And that's all I really cared about. Well, this is gonna be a show, everybody. Um <laughs> <laughs> I like to look at their butts and their tight pants. And now, then it comes full whenever, circle because look at where I'm doing right now. So. Yeah, it's. I say stuff like that on Twitter when I'm watching wrestling, and people give me weird looks and block me and shit like that. It's weird how that works. I um, don't say that on Twitter. I only say that to you, Chris. <laughs> and everybody watching. Yeah, that too. Tap it in the chat. Says she loves the honesty. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so, in the chat. Yeah, she's in the chat. What, uh, we were just talking about Orange Theory before we came on here. Uh, you also, besides wrestling, are a personal trainer. Yes. Where the hell do you find all this time? Um, I just don't stop. I find it's the question is where do I find those moments of recharge and recovery? Because mm -hmm. that's the challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was gonna ask. I was looking at um. I saw your Instagram. You're doing the ice box. Uh, what is it called? Ice, the, the cryotherapy. Hell yeah! yeah. Let me show you, please. They are a godsend for everything I've been doing back to back between training in the gym for my next bodybuilding competition to training three days a week in wrestling and then traveling to wrestle in live events. If if they hadn't popped into my life, I would have no knees, no shoulders, no neck. <laughs> so shout out to Icebox and Peachtree. Um, they're in your link tree, right? Because we just posted that in the chat. So if anybody in Atlanta is around there and they need some cryo, go there. Uh, I've always wondered. I've always wondered about that kind of stuff. Maybe I'll have to try that. So good. It helps with other things too, like your stress, anxiety, insomnia, your skin. I need all of that. <laughs> all yeah. of that. um the other thing we were talking about before we got on here was this weekend you got a big weekend coming up uh you want to tell people mm. about that especially those canadians yeah. <laughs> well um canada is coming but first this weekend i have ccw in nashville i'm going to be at the redcon gym that is one of my favorite venues it is a massive gym and then they also have a section for wrestling so CCW Live TV, they have um, me going against Freya the Slayer, and I know her as um, one of the, I think the only female wrestler in Alaska. She moved here, though, to continue wrestling more frequently. But yeah, so she's a little, little unicorn out there. But um, I think she lives in, away, out of Alaska now, like training at OVW, so I'm excited to wrestle her for the second time. First time was in New Jersey at WrestlePro. And then after that, I have NWA for my second return. NWA is in Nashville? NWA is going to be in Orlando. Orlando. They are always in Nashville. Um, that would have been a lot easier, but this time right. And so you wrestle here in Atlanta a lot, and I feel like I always miss you, like the uh, the Impact show. I went and I saw Mickey win the title that Friday night. And I was like, oh, shit, Ashley's going to be here. I get to see her wrestle. And then I read the actual thing, and it was like, she'll be here Saturday. Saturday. How was, uh, how was Impact? 
it was incredible. First of all, to be able to drive there and do such a big promotion in my own city was like made it a little bit more comfortable mm -hmm. because I can leave my house and go straight there and and then deal with a new environment, uh, kind of assimilate to a new roster, feel everyone out, see the energy. But the energy was so supportive and everyone there really wanted to give to the people who were there for either extra work, ring crew setup, um, tryouts that there was a couple of tryout matches. There was a seminar beforehand. They just offered so much to the people who were not signed and made it an environment that felt welcoming inside and outside of the locker rooms, whether it was during the seminar or getting ready for the show. So it was a great experience overall. I've noticed it's turned into a little uh, social media beef with you and Trey Miguel. Mm. Yeah. What did I do? To, like, literally, what did I do? I was minding my business, taking my, trying to take my boots off, but I don't know. There's like weird things out there, people looking at feet and stuff. So I like waited and tried to have like a nice conversation. And he just, like, this is an ongoing thing. Guys trying to give a girl a compliment and then it turns into them just trying to peacock their way into like asking you out and then they offend you and then they don't see themselves clearly and think that they're spitting game, but they're just putting up a wall. Too funny. People in the chat are saying, mm, feet. <laughs> already see what you started now it's now it's on the chat podcast i wish i could see this chat where's this chat joey delorme in the chat says i look for corns when i'm looking at feet <laughs> i'm sorry well, we got some crazy people in our chat um but that's the are fun they saying of, that that's because the, they know i did ballet because that would make sense no i don't think he did then again Knowing Joey, he probably has done a deep dive into your Instagram and everything by now. It's been like eight minutes. Um, but that's what makes Twitch fun. I know you said you hadn't done Twitch before, but the live interaction is always good. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. There's just a, you have a wild animal in your house. I do. He's a little panther. Yeah, he looks very vicious and. <laughs> this is Calibri. He's my little baby kitten. He's about August, September, October, November, December, January. Six months old. Oh, yeah. That's a baby. He's your baby. He's bigger than you are. What? Look at this little baby. He's just long right now. If you look at his Instagram page, because he has one, you can see when he was literally eight weeks old. Your this cat has an Instagram page. I have to. He's adorable. Also, people told me, oh, I see. I see the chat option. Hold on. Oh, okay. He just, yeah, Jay just sent it to you in uh, cool. in the Zoom chat. Sweet. Uh, Humble Bud Gaming says he wants to see Ashley versus Jamie Hayter. I would love that. Yeah? I would freaking love that. You've wrestled a lot of uh, a lot of the bigger stars at AEW already when you were during the uh, the pandemic wrestling and the AEW dark stuff that you did a while ago. How was how was the AEW experience also? Um, it's ongoing. I um, it, that was where I started. So that feels like like family. I don't know. I, I being on the road all the time for months straight back to back loops. Um, it's where I really learned a lot of like how to conduct myself as a professional wrestler, 
And it also taught me how much I need to continue to learn to get to the level of being able to be a superstar in a professional company and how to lead as well as how to know how to do your things with people who are from all over. Because when you are on a roster, especially one like AEW that gives so many opportunities to local talent, you have to constantly be in control of of a match, whether that person is new, like you don't know what level of experience you're getting when you receive a dark match if you're on the roster. So that was something I was always aware of. Like when I got an opportunity to work with someone on the AEW roster, it was like, how are they going to navigate me at my level? And I just like took notes and I appreciated to the max of how people planned things with me around my abilities, understood where I was, understood where my, where I want to be and, and helped me, even though we were adversaries in the moment, there's still like, um, this, this dance that you have to do together and have this certain amount of trust. So learning things through experience was really at that level through everyone on that roster that I've been able to go against. Um, J.E. Styles in the chat asked a, a good question. He says, how were your nerves on Impact versus AEW seeing as, you know, you were just starting out when you were doing AEW and now it's, what, two years into the game now, right? Two years in. I don't think the nerves change um, because the more you know, the more you know you don't know or the more you know what you need to learn how to know. <laughs> so I think coming off I was nervous when I had my debut with Penelope Ford, but I was more so um, excited to freaking be there. I thrive off of being in front of a live audience that comes from my dance experience for the last 20 years of my life. I've been, I'm, I'm, that's where home is, is in front of audiences and, and being able to hone in on a craft athletically, performatively, so comparing that to wrestling in impact, I had a whole different type of nerve set there where it was like, I felt comfortable and supported and in a, pl in a place where th the woman I was wrestling, we have the same roots. So there was that comfortability, if there were any comfort, if there was a comfortability, but then the nerves comes from doing right by all my coaches showing that I'm deserving of this position. They, when you get booked on a show like that with someone like that, it's like a company showing that they trust you. And I, um, I've been wanting to wrestle Deanna since I started because working with Damien Adams in New Jersey, she was always the golden standard. So it's like you would learn things and then he would have a story for you and it, it was like how to learn through Deanna learning and through her journey, because there's a, a specific way that Damien will train his group of small group of wrestlers to get to that level. She went to NXT and then she became how many times women's champion for her impact. So seeing this like mountain that I get to, to go towards like her being like at the top of the mountain, Every time I got a little bit better in training, Damien would always say like, oh, like, good job. Maybe we'll get you a match with Deanna. So it was always like this carrot hung in front of me for my whole training with him. And then 
leaving his school to go to the nightmare factory it was like still a carrot like when am I going to be good enough to get a match with Deanna if that's even a possibility and it when I got that graphic I found out when they posted the graphic that that was my opponent oh, wow. I was already excited to go to, to impact but I had no idea who I was going to be wrestling or how it was going to go so when I saw that it, I'm at like oh, like I'm freaking good enough to to be trusted to have a match with Deanna Perrazzo and it was like a uh, very full circle moment. Uh, yeah. I called my coach, <laughs> my first coach. It's like ah, he's like, don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> At um, the Impact tapings where you wrestled Deanna, you also had like uh, Tara, aka Victoria, was there. Taylor Wilde was there. Mickey yeah. James obviously was there. All these women's wrestlers that have like done so much big just good shit in wrestling, right? How was it being in the locker room with all of them? Was it, you know, what you thought it would be better, worse? It, it was, it was honestly, it felt really familiar, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, because there's such a great camaraderie and, and energy and the atmosphere of their women's locker room that it was easy to step into. Like, they didn't make it seem like, like I was beneath them or unwelcomed or anything. It was like, everyone was in it together. Everyone, like I introduced myself to everyone in the locker room and they received me really, really well. And I know everyone has so many things that they have to do. So it's not really possible to to have these conversations because it's like, if you're not in the ring or or working with your, your group or your opponent for what you're going to do in the show, then you're filming a segment that they're going to put together for TV and everyone is just focused on what they need to do. And I think that's how it moves so smoothly. Everyone's just there and they're focused and they're ready to go. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Admiral had- chat says, I want to hear the drama. Like who's, who's a bitch in real life. <laughs> She's not going to say that. Are you? <laughs> I'm glad to say that I have been able to separate myself from being attracted to anything of that sort. I, I haven't yeah. been shown that side. I don't know, maybe maybe I gotta hang out around longer. A different uh, version of that question, like when you, you do a lot of independent shows where you're traveling constantly, I imagine you're working with the same people. Is there anybody when you see them on the same show, you're like, hell yeah, this is gonna be, this is gonna be good. Oh my God, a, a lot, a lot of, I have such a cool peer group that I end up seeing at the same shows. There's Queen Aminata, there's Kylan, there's, oh my God, just Tiffany Nieves, all the girls from Shine, all the girls from Women's Wrestling Army. I feel like we all just kind of end up in the same little pods around the country, which is, or around the East Coast, I guess, because I haven't, haven't gone out West yet. I really want to do FSW in Vegas, mm. but I uh, haven't gotten there yet in the moment. I heard of a new promotion or not new, but new to me in Los Angeles. And I want to get out to see one thing at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of one thing at a time, the IWC women's championship, Mm. what is this? uh, What's happening with this? So that currently belongs to Ray Lynn. I dropped the title or Mm -hmm. I lost the title. Um, I don't, I don't even remember when because it doesn't matter because 
then my sights are set on what's happening in Montreal. When I get back from Costa Rica, I'm going to have a good recharge, a nice clear head to go against Lufisto and Silesia Sparks in Montreal for MEW Main Event Wrestling for their inaugural women's championship title. Oh, nice. First ever. I've never been a first ever. So I I want that belt. It's coming home to, to this backdrop. We're looking at we're looking at the graphic now. They've got you front and center out there. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Friday, March 10th in Montreal. Yes. At La Studio Today, if you're around, I'll be there. And then my sister, my big sister lives in Montreal and she's got restaurants and nightclubs, so we can all go out and party afterwards. Um it's you just said your sister. The Jericho Cruise was this week. I remember last year during the Jericho Cruise, everybody I know on social media that's podcasting or whatever is like, Ashley, damn, Boston, her sister were just the coolest people there. They were the stars of the show. What the hell happened on the Jericho Cruise? That's my little sister. Yeah. I got to bring her in my cabin with me. We, um, Jericho invited me, and then you get to bring a guest for you in your cabin. And we just, had a blast. Like the first two days, I was really focused on work because I got to have two matches on the ship with Abaddon and Britt Baker. So that was also the first time that my little sister, Sarah, was able to see me wrestle live. So it was my first time on a cruise ever, my first vacation with my little sister of us solo, and then my first time wrestling in front of her live. And she was recording that match with Britt Baker, and she was like, what? she was getting so pissed at the heat that was given to me she was like oh, and then like later we're at the jericho concert and she's like oh she's pretty cool <laughs> what's it like wrestling on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean <laughs> wild absolutely wild especially when it like starts to drizzle i heard this time around it was raining a lot more mm-hmm. when i was on the cruise it was just like sprinkles the show still went on uh, even though it was a little nerve-wracking because it's raining on the ropes and people are still doing springboards off the ropes. I'm like, okay, guys, let's just take it easy. But um, I don't do crazy rope stuff, so everything that we had in our match was safe enough. Like there, We didn't have to worry about the elements. But being on the, a boat that big, like I didn't really feel much rocking or anything. I felt that the ring itself moves a lot anyway, so I think you get your sea legs when you start wrestling. <laughs> Um, Otis in the chat says hi. Tell Ashley that Otis says hi. Wow, everyone is saying Otis. Lucy Marie, hi, Otis. Humble Bug Gaming says Otis says hi. Who's Otis? I don't know. I guess I missed the I guess I missed the first like three or four that they put in there. So now everybody's on my ass about making sure that I mention <laughs> it. It's hard to read all this stuff and have a conversation. Yes. Yo, Otis, what up? Again, there's a phone number up there if you look on the screen. If anybody wants to call in and ask their own question or just say hi to Ashley, you are more than welcome to. Keep it clean. Just because she likes looking at butts don't mean you get on here and be dirty. (laughs) Uh, Jay Stoss has got to head out to practice. Good luck, Ashley, and I'll catch the interview on the video on demand. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. See you next time. (laughs) Um, You said you were going to Costa Rica, but Costa Rica is not for wrestling, right? What is that? Mm Mm-mm. 
okay, so before wrestling was even a decision that I had, or, oh, thanks, Trey. Bye. <laughs> um, my best friends in the entire freaking world, not even friends, they're my sisters, uh, Erica Chen, excuse me, Erica Henry, she just got married, um, and Courtney Rice, they are my life source yoga teachers, Reiki healers. We started in college dancing together. I've known them since I was 18 years old. Fast forward, we lived in New York together. We lived in this like big, just bohemian house together down in Brooklyn where everyone was doing their art and things. And that's actually where I lived with the guy who's obsessed with wrestling who got me into this. Shout out to Joel Ruda because otherwise this would not be happening. He believed in me before I did with this. So they always went to different like, music festivals, yoga festivals, and I would join them here and there, my two friends. Then they went on one called Envision, which is a yoga festival. And I never t had time to like take off work. I was in the New York City hamster wheel of just like working 10 days a week, nonstop, teaching Orange Theory classes, Equinox classes, personal training, trying to audition for dance, uh, just like... I never gave myself that time to take off. So right before the pandemic happened, actually, they all bought tickets and they were trying to get me to go on it. And I was like, no, no, like I can't, I can't. And then um, finally I said yes. And the pandemic shut everything down. So we didn't get to do anything, but now Envision opened back up and it happens to me like smack dab in the middle of where my schedule of course is wild like I'm booked fully until May right now and I'm like okay I, I had like three anxiety attacks of like canceling my trip to Costa Rica but they're like you have to go because everyone's like when you grow up everyone's like doing their own thing building families yeah. now Erica's married they're gonna have a kid soon like we gotta go out and do our crazy Costa Rica yogi thing while we can so I'm really happy that I stuck to it we're going to Costa Rica we're gonna take 10 days off and wrestling will be there when I come back and that belt will be there when I come back. So yeah, I'm going to go be a hippie for a little bit. <laughs> that sounds awful. Um, no, <laughs> that sounds like fun. Costa Rica. Yeah. And we don't even have like a, we're camping. We're going to be like sleeping in the dirt. It's going to be awesome. We take showers in rivers and lakes I heard. So we got an Airbnb for two days so that we can have like a nice shower if we want. But other than that, it's all the elements. Uh, Lucy Marie says, "Yeah, Lucy, dippy shit. That's type of she would probably love doing something like that." I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I need a shower and power. <laughs> you need shower power. Shower and power. Um, let's go back to your friend Joel Ruda. You said that got yes. you wrestling. So you weren't. Like wrestling wasn't even on your radar at all before he talked you into it? Correct. Yeah. Um, wrestling for me when I was growing up was my daddy-daughter time. So my dad traveled a lot for work. And whenever he was home, he would always be like, ah, Sherry, take off my boots. So I would like take his boots off, gouge, sit next to him. And we, he'd put on WWF. And like I remember the transition when they were like having to call it WWE and then explaining to me why that had to be and like why they got to change it. So a lot of that of 
wrestling in my house was me watching my dad watch wrestling. Mm -hmm. So like, just, I just, whatever time I could spend with him, I, I took it and it was always revolving around, not always, but it was a lot of it was revolving around wrestling when I think back to it. So yeah, that man, there's a lot of stuff about with my dad related to wrestling. Like even when I started wrestling, but I'll, I'll get there. So Joel lived with us or I, it was actually Joel's house. So me and my two friends moved into this house with like two other guys, us three girls, and everyone was in New York City. It's just, I, I am obsessed with New York City because it's just like nonstop creativity, things, everyone's always working on a new project. There's no stagnancy. And if there's stagnancy, it's because you're thinking of the next like pursuit, which someone was talking about tattoos and uh, we'll get into, I, I would love to answer that question and get into a few things, but that's related to my arrow tattoo, which is also related to my dad. So Joel saw my transition from ballet to, well, my dance career, he saw, he saw a couple of my dance performances, um, concerts that I put on by myself or little downtown shows I would do in bars with my friends who would put on events. And then when I got into bodybuilding, I started like dabbling in that while I was personal training. And he was like, Ashley, you can dance, you can perform, you're athletic, you're built. Like you would be such a great wrestler. Like, look at what I have on TV. Like, I would never watch wrestling when he had it on because I was just in and out of the house going, going, going. Kind of like now. That's just been right. my life. I'm on to the next pursuit. So when I decided to stop dancing or stop pursuing it professionally, it was like, okay, what am I pursuing now? It was weird to not have something I'm in pursuit of. So that's when I started to really get into fitness retreats and dove into my work at Orange Theory in the city. And he just kept asking me to come to a show, watch a show. Finally, I went to a show. And this is the story I've told extensively in other podcasts, but I'll give you the cliff notes here. I went to be a valet. They ended up giving me a, a spot within the match. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never even touched a wrestling ring or seen one in person before. And they're like, all right, so you're going to slide in. You're going to uh, give a low blow. And then the ref's going to tell you to get out. And you're going to be like, no. And then you're going to hit someone, fall on the floor. He's going to trip over backwards. And then you're going to roll out, catch your person, put them on your shoulders, do a couple squats, and then put them back on the ringside. That's a and lot of shit for somebody that's never done it before. Yeah, but I have, I guess, choreography from just dance. Like, they were like, you got this. He, Joel put me over real big before I knew what was happening because I was like, they were like, all right, you got to go see the doctor now because they get, they check you up before you go in for your match. And I was like, for what? I'm just walk. I'm not doing anything. And they're like, oh, he didn't tell you? Yeah, you are. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so this was like in 2016 or 17. And when I finished that spot, the exclamation point on that spot was a wrestler hit one side of the ropes, came back and hit where my partner was holding and I'm still like manager position down on the floor. Like my hands are on the apron and he's standing in front of me. His ass got jolted into my head and my head hit uh, the concrete pillar that was holding up no, part of the building support structure. And my head did one of these. And I, um, I like, like, now I'll go see the doctor. Yeah. Or I was like, <laughs> now I'll see no, yeah, exactly. I had a walking concussion after that. Ooh. And I was like, 
I never want to do this again. Like, who does this? This this hurts. Why would anyone want to wrestle? Like, I don't get this. And he, he got back and he's like, oh my God. Well, what about that adrenaline rush? Like, wasn't it amazing? And I was like, no, <laughs> it wasn't, honestly. So fast forward to the pandemic, I had no excuse anymore because I wasn't working <laughs> 10 days a week. I wasn't nonstop. I had a lot of downtime as we, as we all, as most people did during the pandemic. So he called me one more time. He was like, what are you doing on Saturday? And at the time I was living in Florida because another long story short, I was going to move to Spain to start teaching fitness retreats in Spain. And before I could get to Spain, I went, I was in Florida with family and then got shut down in Florida. So I never made it to Spain, <laughs> but I was in Florida and I was like, I can't go wherever you want to go on Saturday because I'm not in New York anymore. And then he ended up convincing me to move back to New York for wrestling to meet the guy who wants to sponsor me to train. He's like, come out here, roll around, learn some of the basics and see what happens. I was like, all right. So I went to this place called ECPW for like two weeks where the, um, I was, I was sponsored $2,000 to start learning to how to train and I'm dabbling with it. I start sending my dad a couple of videos because now I'm getting excited. Like I learned how to roll. I learned how to bump, uh, kind of, I, I learned how to fall <laughs> kind of. And my dad saw a video of that and he was like, huh, Chevy, if you're going to do that, you need to learn how to fall. So he made me take jujitsu classes. So in the middle of the pandemic, I found a place that was training cops and law enforcement. And I was able to sneak in and train with them do jujitsu for a little bit. And I learned how to fall, how to protect myself, um, how to channel that inner fire <laughs> to that. I've never had, I've never been in a real fight before. So it was, that was good training for that. And then my dad had a heart attack. So oh, wow. yeah, turn. So I stopped everything. Um, I had just gotten into it a little bit and he was so excited for me to start wrestling and he was like super hey how's it going hey how'd it go today but like always messaging me and always we'd have phone calls finally like it was like rebuilding our relationship on another level and then it was like okay he had a heart attack and had he had um quadruple bypass and my all my sisters all my family brothers sisters flew down to florida and i just uh he's fine now he's beyond fine now he's a superman <laughs> But it, I didn't jump back in the ring. Or when I showed interest in, in getting back to it, I was redirected to Damian Adams. And mm -hmm. that's when November of 2020, I just went hard, all in. My dad's here. He's ain't going anywhere. He got a brand new heart, two new knees. Let's fucking go. So <laughs> um, he's, yeah. And I think for the longest time, he thought everything I was doing was real because he comes from a martial arts background black belt and like three different things, Kempo boxing, jujitsu and karate. And so when he saw this, he was like, all right, if you're going to do this, you're going to do this. Right. And every time we talk and you're like, I watched your last match. Why would you let her do this to you and not do this back to her? You know, that thing I showed you. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. He's like, no, yeah. you really got to hit her. Like, I feel like, I feel like you're not going hard enough. You need to knock yeah. her off. It's like, what do you, what's, what's this thing? Like, get your, you, I'm like, okay, dad. 
I can and Damon that. Adams was the the same trainer that Deanna had that you were talking about earlier. Yes. Okay, so you get hooked up with him, and then how do you end up with the Nightmare Factory? Yeah. So everyone knows everyone, especially in the New Jersey crowd. So mm-hmm. Damien Adams already knew QT Marshall, and Marshall had uh, the job of booking people at the time. And he asked my coach, "Hey, do you have any female wrestlers who are ready for TV right now?" And he was like, let me check. <laughs> so it was Megan Bain and I that he asked, uh, do you guys want to go to TV next Tuesday? And we're in training. Like, I'm six months in. And he looks at me, he goes, do you think you're ready? And I was like, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, let's, let's, yes, I want to go. <laughs> so uh, Megan and I went to AEW and doing some rounds there and seeing how well received I was and constantly being invited back. I was talking to Dustin Rose actually. And he was like asking like what I'm doing now or what I plan for in my future. And I talked to him a little bit about continuing training and and focusing on AEW. And he was like, Oh, you should talk to my brother about his school. Him and QT have a school in Georgia. Um, And Julia Hart, was there the first time that I was there for the first time. And he was like, Julia moved down there and she's doing that. So I was like, okay, all right. And so I actually was able to do some things because of Julia allowing me to crash with her when I was down there. And after I went and visited, I asked, I already had permission from Damian Adams. Uh, he asked me a couple questions that ruled out like where I want to go and where I see myself. And he was like, if you want to shoot for, AEW, I'll talk to QT and see if you can train there. And I was like, okay, let me ask QT. And the rest is history. Is that why you moved to Georgia? Yeah, I would not move here otherwise. <laughs> this traffic is awful when we were talking about it earlier. I mean, I just love the city so much. Like, there's nothing like New York City. There, if it wasn't my passion and my dream, because that's what brought me to New York City. I would not leave. So unless it was, I guess I was going to Spain, but Spain is a whole other thing. But yeah, I moved here for wrestling because that's the next logical step. And the next time I move, it'll be for wrestling. <laughs> um, I had this weird question earlier. We were talking about traffic before we started. Are you a podcast? Or are you a music person when you're sitting in traffic trying not to like go crazy like I do? <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm getting just me I feel like I'm getting old because a lot of times I just ride in silence now <laughs> this I was just talking to Taylor Wilde about this actually and she got me to admit the truth so I will say it here first of all it's whatever I'm in the mood for I have playlists for every mood when it comes to music if I just want to kind of zone out and feel a vibe or if I want to sing I I'm a car singer and I am not ashamed of it I'll make eye contact with you while you're driving by singing out the window deal with it. Mm. So I sing and very badly. And then um, I'll listen to podcasts based on whatever I'm researching. I love um, anything around fitness training. Um, there's constantly new uh, research being done on different ways to do, to build different body parts. And I'm trying to become a professional bodybuilder too. So I'm seeing what the latest research is. Dr. Huber- Huberman's lab is one of my favorites as well. But right now I'm listening to a lot of tarot card videos (laughs) because I'm hippy dippy still that's been established and if you listen to the 
Taylor Wilde podcast, um, we go deeply into it. So I like to be in tune with just the energies that are at play and how I resonate with what they're saying. Tarot doesn't tell you the future, but it does kind of give you a heads up on what's up. And I constantly, yes. Uh, what does it say? Does she just, like just ignore that. Just ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was telling you, Jay, who's producing me and him, we do another podcast and admire is one of them. And we did a thing for a charity where people donated and admire waxed his body with uh, stuff. So we'll just say his body. Um, and it's funny, you start talking about the tarot cards and stuff like that, because Jay's wife just showed up in the chat and she's oh. real like the energy and rocks and I, rocks. You know, you know what I'm talking about. All that stuff that like is yeah. I, don't I don't know. I when Why they talking about stuff in the chat right now. I know it was big as hell last night. I was scared to fly back, to be honest with you. But Mercury <laughs> retrograde is what Jay just said in the chat. I don't think that's it. Is it? It could be. Right um, now? I don't think so. I don't know. Moon oh. All right. Uh, one thing, if you ever do Twitch, you got to learn how to like not read stuff live and like proofread it first while you're talking because you'll say some shit on here, especially when Admire's talking and I'm, I'm not going to repeat it. Um, anyway, so you're here in Georgia. You're doing, are you still coaching Orange Theory? Um, sorry, I was reading what Admire said and it's not inappropriate. I'm not coaching Orange Theory right now because I, I I just found out that there was one in McDonough. So, oh, wow. Right now I'm working at Lifetime Gym, yeah. which is between an hour and 15 to two hour commute every day. And it's killing me. So, so that's why you listen to so much energy stuff. Yeah, that's part of my recharge is those car rides for sure. For sure. For yeah, sure. Hours, yeah, that's you're uh, you're asking for it with a, with a commute like that. It's like it's like you don't I'm working work. on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> working on um, not needing to work like there anymore. Yeah. So still, still training at the nightmare factory, still um doing things on the weekends. How's the travel for a wrestler that's kind of just everywhere? Like, do you enjoy all the travel you're doing? Or is it is it work or is it just like hell yeah, I get to see a new city, I get to the one thing that I kind of fleshed out when it comes to things that I chase after my, my endeavors are always revolving around performing athleticism, like a performative aspect an athletic aspect and traveling. Traveling has been my, the moment I learned I could travel, I wanted to get out of Florida and go do anything else. Actually anything out of the entire country. I wanted to go to Europe. I wanted to go to Asia. I wanted to go to Africa. I wanted anywhere other than America. However, a blessing in disguise with wrestling is I get to explore America. I'm traveling to places I never would have otherwise gone. Like Georgia, never would have wanted to come here. No offense. Uh, yeah. Maryland, no reason to go there. But just like all, all these places that I just did, like Alabama, I drive through it to get to New York because that's the only thing that matters in America. I'm just kidding. So <laughs> I only care about New York City and then every country that's represented inside of New York city. And that's it. And I wanted to go there, but I am so passionate about wrestling and, and the crowd connection that you get when you're in those live shows in those small towns and just exploring like things and exposing parts of me or like discovering parts of me that I've never 
known resonate so much. Like being in Georgia right now, I love being out in McDonough more than I do in Atlanta, which mm-hmm. is like a city city. Like that's really close to New York City vibe. Um, from what I'm told, I don't spend much time in Atlanta because I told that I can't stand it actually when it comes to mostly the traffic. So getting another side of like what you're seeing in this image behind me, I'm actually get to, I get to live in places that look like this. So it's cool that wrestling is exposing me to this side, which feels really good too. Being um, such a fitness person, uh, Trey wants to know what's your favorite food to eat. And you can, you can give us one of each, give us a really good healthy one. And then give us one where, when it's like your time to like fuck some stuff up, you're like, I can't. (laughs) Oh yeah. All right. So when I'm not worrying about calories and carbs and all that good stuff, my favorite is either Indian food or Thai food, which are super carb heavy and super fats heavy and protein if you throw it in there. But yeah, pad CU, pad Thai, that peanut sauce drenched in it, just all the peanut sauce, all the Thai tea and bubble tea. Um, and then with Indian food, samosas, um, curries, like masaman curry. I can't do too much spicy stuff, but I'm obsessed with it with like a coconut milk and just all the good, tasty, seasoned, fatty stuff. It's so but my favorite meal to eat when I'm on track, like right now I'm prepping every single day. My favorite meal that I will eat three times a day. I am definitely a coffee drinker. Can you tell I'm nonstop drinking coffee? <laughs> so I, um, sorry, that was a question in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have coffee. And then my favorite meal is actually sweet potato, like baked whole in the oven until it starts to like spew out this sweet dark brown liquid, which makes the sweet potato taste so sweet. And then asparagus. I don't care what you say. Asparagus is my freaking favorite. And there's like multiple reasons why. And then, and I don't season any of it. Like this is, I like it exactly how it comes out of the oven. And then um, I bake chicken in some water. So it's like still soft and moist, but also not really seasoned. Sometimes like when I can season things, I'll have uh, Himalayan sea salt. And my roommate gave me some Cajun seasoning because he's from Louisiana. So I tried that. That's really good. That's about it. Yeah. And says lemon pepper asparagus is her jam. Um, Necro Eric in the chat says, any plans to go to Japan? Uh, what, where do you want to go that wrestling could take you that you haven't been to that you like to perform in front of people? Like there's a Japanese wrestling, there's Britain, there's, you know, Alabama. I want to go to England and I want to go to France. Yeah. I haven't been to France ever. I need to go there. And I really want to wrestle in England too. And Australia. I will definitely put that in there. Melissa Marshmallow wants to know what your Zodiac is, but before you tell her, I'm going to tell her to guess because I feel like yes. she probably... Don't Google either. Uh, yeah, I don't listen to the last podcast. She gave it all away. Just try to guess it and see what happens. Um, <laughs> Virgo for the win says uh, Jay in the chat. I don't know. Man. I don't even know. So we'll see when Melissa Marshmallow guesses. Um, okay. She says Taurus. What up, old Gretch? I know him on Instagram. Um. We got Virgo, Taurus. So we got Earth sign, Earth sign, Air sign, 
Interesting. I like this. Entree's no. favorite because I like asparagus? <laughs> Hell yeah. This <laughs> bump. Let's go. Hi, humble bud. <laughs> um, Admire asked a question earlier. He says, how does your work uh, acquiesce to your travel schedule so much? Or do you just, or when you find a job, you let them know, like, hey, on the weekends, like, I'm fucking out of here. Like, <laughs> Yes, I am. Um, before... So actually, I was working at Orange Theory and I was very happy working at Orange Theory and Peachtree Corners. And they were very aware. I made them understand, like, look, I worked in Orange Theory in Brooklyn, Manhattan, New Jersey, Fort Lauderdale. I I would like to work here part time because my full time job, the reason why I move around is because of my main passion. And this is wrestling. I live here because of wrestling. So that's my first priority. So before I even met you, they knew that I was the wrestler and they loved it. They were like, Oh, that's so cool. We know this guy who works at the main corporate office in, uh, in Connecticut, WWE is located there. So they were like, maybe when he comes to Atlanta, you can train him and talk about it. Cause I'm like, like, hell yeah, hook me up with WWE. Let's go. And then when I started kind of planning when I'm going to do my next bodybuilding show, I needed a good gym to go to and Equinox was my jam in New York city. It has everything I could possibly need for, for shredding my muscles and then for recovering my muscles. Mm -hmm. And the closest thing to Equinox here is lifetime. So I was like, let me just go hop in there and see if I can get a free workout. So I went in, I was like, can I be a guest and like not pay $30 for the day? (laughs) (laughs) They were like, no. And I was like, what if I'm a personal trainer and I'm looking at the facility to see if it's where I'd like to work, you know, just playing that card. And they were like, Oh sure. We'll bring you our manager. So I'm like, Oh great. So I have to go talk to the manager, pretend that I want to work here. But then I actually was like listening to him about like how it's set up and the way, the way he's explaining. It. I was like, I would love to work here. So <laughs> I went in for a free workout and ended up getting a, a job. So now they pay me to work out there. It's great. That's hilarious. <laughs> When you uh when you do your competitions, do does the way you change your body affect how you wrestle? It affects how it feels. Mm. When I have a little bit more meat on my bones, I can take bumps and hits like a champ. When I start to really uh, dial back and bring my body fat down, like right now I'm at 13.6% body fat. I'm going down to 10% body fat, so I still have a long way to go, but uh, bumps hurt more. I'm a lot more sore after everything I do, whether it's in the gym or in the ring, I pull back my weight in the gym and then I adjust my move set in the ring so that I can still keep on my bookings and work smart and safely while I'm dialing back. And then the, the, the fat percentage comes back within three days or so, <laughs> like the, 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 a more comfortable fat percentage, not where I'm blown up, but where I can take bumps a little bit less painfully and I'm eating a little bit more so my body's recovering faster but yeah as it gets down to like three four weeks out um carb cycling and living on caffeine uh trey in the chat says any advice to a person who wants to start working out and then lose some resets best advice on losing body fat (laughs) transformation challenge that's an orange theory thing yeah um so advice on starting to work out pick a routine don't 
go crazy trying to find the best thing. Get a basic plan because if you're not doing anything and then you start doing something and you're consistent with it, then you'll start seeing results fast. It doesn't have, but I know people that drive themselves crazy trying to research the best trainer, the best this, the best that, and and like what is the most effective way to, no, you want to have a, a solid like exercise for your legs, exercise for your upper body, exercise for your back, and then whatever else you want to target. Like I have specifically a glute day. That's it. Got a glute day and then I've got a leg day on the front side and a leg day with posterior chain focus. So three leg days essentially, and then upper body and then some kind of interval training. Like I do orange theory or I'll program my own based off of my knowledge of interval training and my own body and how it responds. So when you're first starting, just get a broad workout plan and then see how your body responds to it. Because you might do the same workout as me, but your quad dominant and your quads grow, but your glutes don't. And then you, then you can start tweaking. So start zoomed out. And then as your body changes, then you can zoom in and start to, to adjust based on your goals. Because some people just want to feel better. They want to feel stronger in their body. They want to feel younger in their body. And putting on muscle is like the fountain of youth. That is actually how you can live longer, feeling more optimal. Increase your muscle mass. Don't worry about your fat mass. If you focus on increasing your muscle mass, your fat will diminish because muscle burns fat. Muscle weighs more than fat, so you might weigh the same, but once you hit that, it'll kind of balance out and then you'll start to lose weight and you'll see if you have access to an in-body scanner, that'll give you exactly how much body fat you're holding versus how much muscle weight you're holding and then everything else in between. Just start. That's the answer. Just move. Go. Yes. <laughs> Just go. Um, I want to get back to a question we had earlier that you were going to get into about your tattoos and the stories behind Yes. It. Okay. So a tattoo journey. We've got the one I want to talk about the most that I mentioned before is my arrow. So this is actually, my dad sent a text message out to all his kids and he was like, all right, family, we're getting a family tattoo. And it looks like this. And him, my older sister, and my older brother all went and got it done without telling me. And I lived in New York City at the time. I'm like, great. So we're doing a family tattoo thing. And he didn't even tell me until after. So it took um, almost a year before I was in a place where I could like stop and get a tattoo. And I was actually in Florida when I got it done. And um, fun fact, the guy who did this tattoo, it's so hard to show, like, there you go. He was an animator on the Disney or Pixar movie called Coco, which mm -hmm. is such a great movie if you haven't seen it. So mm -hmm. he did, like, the, the, the details get so cool in there. I was so happy that he was able to get so descript with his lines or mm -hmm. distinct with his lines. So the reason why my dad wanted the arrow is because symbolically the arrow when you're in a looking at a target and you have it in a bow you have to have a drawback so there are drawbacks in life and when that happens it's your time to aim at your next target and when you see it then you let go and the arrow only has one direction and it's forward so 
My dad's been through a lot of ups and downs. His life story is insane. He's been a a millionaire and then living in a trailer park and then a millionaire living in a mobile home and then a millionaire sharing a room with my mother's family. Like, so it's like, uh, he, it's, it's a crazy story, but he hit that mark three different times in his life. And he still took every drawback as an opportunity to pull back and re-aim his arrow and hit a target. And I get a lot of that that force, that go-getter from him, I believe like my mom is no different actually. So, well, that's a whole other, she comes from the more artistic side, but my dad's side is that martial arts fighter side and that take no, hold no mercy, (laughs) go for it side. So that's my, my arrow. And then these ones are just for fun. I got this on a Friday the 13th. Uh, I used to live next door to a tattoo shop and this is a heart tattoo that I got with my big sister who lives in Montreal. And then this one is for my faith. So that's that. On my back, I have my sunflower tattoo. And that hurt like a mofo. It bled, <laughs> it bled so much. It was so gross. I was like, can I take it back? No, get it off me. So, um, but I absolutely love it. It, it's like watercolor and the color is still so great after I got it done in 2016. So love that. Then this one, it says Fortis Fortuna Adiavat, which in Latin means fortune favors the bold. So it was a red flower. It's not a red flower. It's, it's a shaded sunflower, old Gretsch. All right, so fortune favors the bold which is related to this one, go after your dreams, make it happen, set goals, achieve them, or don't stop until you do. Um, oh, you have a wrestling tattoo. I was going to say, all your tattoos mean something. I got a fucking sting tattoo on my tricep when I, I was drunk in Vegas, and I blamed Tabitha, um, and Ed Meyer was there too, so whatever. Uh, but it's a good story. Hey, whatever. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, I was a kid, so why not? Why not? Yeah, that's a great story, okay? Everyone's tattoo is whatever they want it to be. At the end of the day, it is body art, and it is your art, and this is your canvas. Right. And the and the scorpion's tail is pointing up to show that, you know, you always move up or some shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you just make that up? I did. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Rucker, get an Ashley tattoo. In the, I'm not getting that Ashley tattoo. That'd be weird. Right here on your collarbone, Ashley. I don't even know what that means. The best of the best. What? Come on now. It's because it's because I'm not in Montreal and I don't speak French. I'm sorry. Um, but I did go to New Orleans, so that counts. No, it doesn't, because people think I'm representing New Orleans with my gear and I'm not. I'm glad I didn't ask you that because the colors are the same. And like I, for some reason, I always thought it was like a New Orleans shout out that you were doing. But then I started doing a little research. I was like, I don't even think she's ever been to Louisiana. I wrestled in Louisiana once for AEW, and uh, everyone there that you know what I got such a cool pop from the audience when I was preloaded and okay. kind of waiting for them to bring out Chris Statlander, and they were like, Yeah, Louisiana, like calling out my fleur de lis, and they're like, Let's have a bon temps roulé, and I'm like, Yeah good times roll like i just went with it i was like screw it i'm in louisiana and i like a fan made this for me it's so cool but i'm looking at the gear and i'm like i look like i'm 
like I should be from Louisiana in this. So yeah, yeah why not? We'll go with it today because it's relevant. But outside of that, no, it's from Montreal. Sorry. What's the uh, what's the nicest fan gift you ever gotten? Not to not to start a beef with any of your fans, but like <laughs> you could pick one thing that you were just like it kind of blew you away. What would that be? Oh my goodness! Um, it's always it's always candy, <laughs> honestly. And <laughs> I did one interview where I said Reese's peanut butter cups were my favorite. And if I showed up to a show and someone brought me Reese's, I would like freak out. And this was like before anyone ever brought me things. And someone brought me a um, a half a gallon of Reese's peanut butter, two Reese's peanut butter cups, or half pound, sorry, gallon, pound. So ha- two half pounds of Reese's peanut, I died. I died. Did you eat all of it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it lasted a good four days. And I... Uh, I think my body is just immune to the effects of Reese's peanut butter cups because I just, Oh my that's God. probably the secret to my squat routine, actually. Just brag about it. Why my body's immune to Reese's peanut butter cups must be nice. <laughs> it's not immune to other things though. Like I think I'm allergic to alcohol, honestly. I'm like, yeah, I can go out and have like a drink. And then I'm like, either like needing to use an inhaler because my throat feels like it closes up or I'm drunk before I even get to feel tipsy and I got to go to sleep or I just go to sleep. So you'd be a, you'd be a cheap person to go get drunk with. Yeah. One glass of wine, hit the dance floor. That's funny. Um, so it's getting late early. Good Lord. Time just flew by. Um, oh, wow. It's been an hour already. Yeah. Anything you want to promote again before we get up out of here? I know you talked about your shows coming up, but if you want to repeat those and yeah. and wherever else people can find you. Definitely. Um, hit me up on Instagram for sure to follow all my wrestling things as well as Twitter. It's at Ashley D'Amboise on Twitter at Ashley underscore D'Amboise for Twitter because someone took at Ashley D'Amboise and I need someone to fix that for me because I want it. Um, other than that, you can keep up with my shows and my competitions coming up on Instagram. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> at Marcia's last question, well, she promised to come back in a year so we can track her career progress. I will come back whenever Chris asks me. It's been fun. You're a really easy interview. And plus, like, you got other stuff you need to keep telling us about. You started so many stories and then we're like, I can't talk about that right now. We'll talk about it later. It's a whole thing. So I'm <laughs> There's right. a million things we could get back into. No, it's good. It's how my life works. It's how my brain is right now. Says have her on eighty proof. I don't. I don't know. Eighty proof's not family friendly. Friendly. Um, I did <laughs> think that you were gonna have uh, something to drink during this, so I brought my own wine. Oh well, shit. Just in case, but you never said anything. So yeah, I don't. I don't drink during the week anymore because I'm a loser. Um, you don't drink anymore. No, during the week, I try not to drink during the week anymore, and then. We don't really drink on this podcast a lot, but yeah, I, I live for whiskey and here I am not doing anything. Um, it's okay. So much fun. So funny. Uh, but yeah, again, y'all can find Ashley on Instagram. Like she said, her link tree, uh, it's just link tree with her name in it. If you want to follow all of her stuff on there, she's always doing something. I mean, like I said, the cryotherapy thing, you got traveling the shows. If she's in your town, go see her. Unlike me who is in Atlanta where she lives and wrestles and I still haven't went to see her yet. Um, and then if you're new here, hit the follow button, follow boots to the face. Audio will be out in a day or two. We have over 200 episodes. 
over a million downloads, not to brag, um, and interviews with other wrestlers also. So if you're new here and you liked it, please give us a follow, give us a rating. And until next time, for thanks a lot to Jay for producing. Shout out to EJ who took a back seat so we wouldn't have internet issues. And shout out to Ashley for coming through. And until Thank next you. time, I'm Rucker. This is Booty Face. Peace. Yeah, Mr. Chaos. Boot to the face. Let's go. California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. We taking over the game, so fuck who hatin' on me. We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out. Your podcast a one hit wonder like Smash Mouth. Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it. Shout out.